War, a sustained effort to deal with or end a particular unpleasant or undesirable situation or condition. This week, we're talking about spiritual warfare. Get your armor ready, and let's do this. This is The Reckless Pursuit, a podcast crafted and created to dive deep into what it looks like to be a follower of Christ in a modern-day world. We span topics across the board to seek out truth and to gain a deeper understanding of one another, to find common ground and answers to life's hardest questions. We all have a story and a struggle, a calling and a conviction. Together, let's take a hard look at ourselves and effort to view what others see so we can be the best reflection of Christ possible. I'm Cody. And I'm Elaine. Now, let's get reckless. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 26. We are glad you're with us today. And uh, yeah, today we're talking about spiritual warfare. Is that right, Elaine? Yes. Yeah, we're talking about spiritual warfare. We're talking about whenever you are trying to press forward and Satan does not like it and he comes at us with everything he's got. So before we get into this episode, just a quick reminder, we have a Facebook community and you are more than welcome to join. We would love to have you and love you to be a part. That's where your voice is heard and we can uh, grow together. And so you can find all the details for that below, the links to that. Also, if you haven't done so thus far, please go up there and click that subscribe button. It helps you keep in contact with our new episodes that come out. And we really appreciate it because it helps our name get out there as well. Uh, a couple more things real quick before we get into this. Uh, every Wednesday now, we have a blog that is published on TheRecklessPursuit.com. So there's more content that way as well. And before you know it, video will be incorporated. It's It, it didn't come out this week. It's, it's still in the process of being worked on. But very soon, weekly videos are going to be published as well. So keep an eye and an ear open for that one uh, to stay connected with all things The Reckless Pursuit. So let's get right into this conversation about spiritual warfare. Elaine, take it away. Well, basically, I feel like both you and I have had to deal with a lot of spiritual warfare this year, specifically this past summer. Yeah. And honestly, I think... Our entire relationship, we've had to deal with some amount of spiritual warfare, whether it be attack on health, attack on mental stability, attack on finances, or even attack on family. And just to be blunt, Satan hates what we're doing. Yeah. We feel that we are on track for the things that God has called on our lives both independently and together as a married couple. And Satan cannot stand it. And we really feel uh, spiritually attacked right now in the season that we're in. Um, if you've been following um, our past feed podcast, we talked about mental illness and then I'd got sick in the hospital and all the family drama that we've talked about and the passing Cody's mom and all this stuff. And we just really thought, hey, you know, after all of this, like, we're going to step into the greatest season of our lives thus far. And we still honestly believe that. It's just, we realize we are not yet out of the season that we were in. 
or that we are getting so close to stepping out of that season. And I was telling Cody the other day about how this whole year, really, but this whole past summer specifically has just been such a wreck. We haven't really had time to process anything because things keep spiraling from every direction. Satan keeps attacking just little things that he thinks he can get his hands on. And I told Cody the other day, it was like, you know, August is a good month for us. It's a time of starting over and do-overs and all the exciting changes that we have for the podcast and um, just our other pursuits that we um, are wanting to dive into the rest of this year and into next year. And, you know, I was excited because I'm graduated and I can finally understand what it feels like to experience fall and winter to the fullest of my capabilities and actually get to enjoy all of the changes that are happening. And we just keep getting knocked around. And this week was supposed to be a lot more productive week than it has been um, because of some of these spiritual attacks. Yeah, and so it's interesting because... We're in the season of growth, in the season of change, in the season of, of well, I mean, it should be progress, but it feels like just a barrage after barrage of crap going on. And across the board from, you know, death in the family to family drama to, um, you know, earlier on in the year health. And then even before that, uh, back all the way dating back to, you know, January, there was drama with me and my uh, current position at the church that I was at. And. And then drama with uh, just other family stuff. And and all that to say, like, that's not sitting here saying, like, boo-hoo, there's been a lot of drama. What we're trying to say is when you are doing good things, then you draw attention to yourself. And it reminds me of, we had touched on the fact of the story of Job. Job was a good man doing good things uh, who loved Christ and... God used Job, and then even in his suffering, you know, all of his friends said, what have you done? Curse God and die. You have abandoned Christ. And Job's like, Job is like, no, no, I haven't. I haven't done these things that every one of you are claiming. I am righteous in my standing, and this is, you know, like what is happening to me is out of my realm of control. And finally, God reveals to Job, you know, like, I created all these things. I am ultimately in control, you know, control, uh, you know, and restores Job. So in our spiritual walk, so often we are under attack. And here's the thing. If you're not a strong Christian person or, and I don't mean to like try to like categorize people. If you are someone who is just trying to fly under the radar You'll have the normal everyday crap that goes on with the car breaking down or, you know, the financial struggle, blah, blah, blah. Like those little things, it just it, it just happens in life. Those things happen and those are equal to all of us. But when you step into the role of a Christian, this is why it's scary trying to be a Christian. And, and it's scary because of, uh, you know, you look at church hurt and you look at the drama associated with uh, trying to find a community and stuff like that. Like, the world wants you isolated. It wants to pull you away from everything. And to claim the title of a Christian is a scary thing because it's putting, it's literally painting a big bullseye on you, running into the enemy's camp, screaming and beating your chest, 
and just like expecting the barrage of arrows. And I'm not trying to sound native. It's like we get to rejoice in the fact of that because all the arrows that come in, they can't even reach us. You know, Psalm 91 literally says that he, you know, encamps his wings around us. He protects us like a shield. He protects us from the pestilence by night and the fiery arrow by day. We run into the camp knowing we have full-on confidence that the world is crashing down on top of us and we can stand strong and everything else doesn't matter and nothing can break through to us. And that's the beauty of being a Christian, but it's also the hardship of being one because there is a real enemy out to get you. And sometimes, even aside from just enemy, sometimes people are hurt. Sometimes people have drama and they are drawn to those who are trying and oftentimes drawn to try to attack those who are trying because whenever someone is hurting, they want to hurt. Hurt people hurt people and healthy people help people. And whenever you are doing good, there's this jealousy and this envy that rises up in people and causes this uh, hysteria to take place. And it is just, it's a, it gives Satan just this uh, sandbox to play in. And as Christians, we're going to be attacked. And we're in this season right now where we really do feel like we're walking into the best season of our lives. We feel like there's so much that God has us called to do, yet all these little things keep trying to pester us. And the truth of the matter is, when you look back, you have to realize that those little things that are trying to pester you, you can either allow them to, or you can toss them to the side. And the circumstances don't define our actions. And there is no excuse because, yes, health problems, yeah, you have to take time for your health. You have to take time to deal with issues. But in the grand scheme of things, God is in control and he is orchestrating this whole thing if you're living for him. Honestly, I think if you were doing good by God and that you were on track, it's just evident that things are going to happen. Like you said, you are making yourself a target for the enemy. And I honestly feel like if you're not on track and you're not being attacked, then you aren't doing what God has called you to do. Yeah. If you are doing this, these things, yes, you'll be attacked, but you should have joy in knowing in the fact that, hey, like I'm doing what I'm called to do. I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to process through life. I'm trying to live the good Christian lifestyle. Like I said, Satan hates that. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to remember too, like this isn't a downtrodden like, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm persecuted. No, it's I'm a Christian and I'm persecuted. Like, that's okay. You know, that's a good thing. And you're not persecuted by people. That's the thing. People, Satan uses people. People allow, you know, people make stupid decisions. Some people don't. It's not even the devil all the time. Sometimes it's just people being people. But ultimately, when push comes to shove, it is a battle of the mind and a battle of the spirit. And if you are under attack, we have only two options to look at. We can lay down in hopes that the attack will stop, which is exactly what Satan wants because he realizes he doesn't have your soul. He just wants to barrage you enough where you duck down in your uh, foxhole and hide. That way you're no longer a threat. You're no longer making advancements on his kingdom. Well, or the false kingdom he's attempted to establish. And if you 
don't, you stand up and you press forward, well, you're going to get the barrage, but you have to realize you stand strong in who you are and in your faith. We're called to live above those things. And sometimes we're in those seasons where things get rough, but God uses those seasons to bring about this internal joy that is unachievable through material things, unachievable through relationships. It's not even achievable in Mining Lane's marriage. It's only achievable in our reliance on Christ and who he is as our creator and as our father. And it gives us this freedom to operate in a safe place where we don't care what the world thinks because we know what we're doing is just and that there is right standing righteousness uh, with God. And it says, you know, in Ephesians six twelve, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. It is count it all joy that we get to go through these trials. And that's hard, man. That is not easy. I don't know about for you, Elaine, but to sit here and say, like, I am okay and thankful that I'm going through trial. That's not an easy thing for me to say. Mm-mm. And the first thing that, like, I get nervous about, you know, like, this comes up in my brain. Like, my mom was raised, uh, initially, when she was young, she was raised very deep Pentecostal, uh, traditional Pentecostal and uh, and this isn't dogging their denomination or anything by any means because I, I don't know if this is something they teach or if this is something just her grandmother told her. But she was taught to have this like reverent fear of the devil. And she always told me, Cody, don't pick a fight with the devil because he'll show up. And one day I had to realize, like, I don't care if he does. He has no authority over my life. And as long as I'm operating... In Christ, Satan has no authority over my life. Who cares if he shows up? That just gives me a chance to tell him how I feel to his face and make him run the other way. And allow God to show up. Exactly. I once uh, heard a sermon, or was this a sermon? I don't know. It may have just been some random something. I think I taught it in youth one time. Uh, And it was, I guess it was something I wrote. And it was like, I never want to not see Satan's butt. If that makes any sense. Like, If Satan ever has a chance to turn around and face me, I'm not keeping him on the run enough. Like, all I ever want to see is his back because that is my progress. And uh, my grandfather once told me, don't let Satan destroy you. And I use that uh, as a mantra for so long in my life, facing anxiety and fear. And then I also, I heard a message one time, uh, does the devil know your name? And it was talking about like, uh, the the Bible story of the men trying to cast out the demons, and they said, well, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you speaking of? And you don't understand the power and the name in which you speak. And they just made the, the people run away in terror because they were speaking with an authority they didn't realize they had. And if there's something I want everyone here to realize is, and Elaine, please butt in if you have anything to say. Do you have anything you want to add in before I ramble on here? Not yet. Okay. So I had this dream one time. And in this dream, I was in this like storage room, and there was this person on the other end, and they were, this is like super, okay, so like this is just a dream, like understand, but it was just like God uses the revelation in my life. They were mumbling something, and all these objects off the shelves were flying at me and trying to hit me. And so I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this to stop. And 
this person being thing laughed at me. And it just kept on happening. And I remember in my dream praying, and I was saying, God, why is this happening? Why can't I make this storm stop, basically? And I remember in my dream, I saw an image of Jesus on the cross. Very stereotypical, whatever. But it said, and I remember hearing in my head this voice that said, do you see this image? Speak with the authority of the man that died for you. Don't speak out of what you think you know of Jesus. Speak on the truth of his power and mean it. And I remember, like, I was yelling originally, like, in the name of Jesus, stop, you know, and, like, nothing would happen. And I remember in my dream, I calmed myself, and I just simply said out of my mouth, calmly, I looked, and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, this is done. No more. And everything stopped. And I woke up. And I realized from that point on, when I pray, I am to pray with the authority of my Father, not from just the stories I've heard, not from just the, the Sunday school lessons or the church sermons. I am to pray with the authority that God placed in me. Whenever he died, he went, took the keys of death itself, and placed them in the hands of his children that they may have life. And I am to pray with that authority. And that just hit me and resonated so deeply within me. And it's shaken me up to this day to realize that when storms come, what did Jesus do when he was on the boat? He stepped out and he said, peace. He was asleep. He literally told them, do you, told the disciples, do you not have the faith? He walked to the storm and said, peace. He said that all the things that he did and greater we are capable of doing so long as we have the faith to do it. And it's hard to have that faith. That faith does not come easy because natural emotion stirs in us. We want to get mad. We want to get even. We want to uh, sentence wrath and pain because that's the human side of us. But ultimately, the voice that has to speak louder is the voice that said, Peace, calm, enough is enough. You know, a soft word, turn away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And that is where we as Christians operate in. We don't have to be dictated by the storm or the circumstance because we serve someone and he gave us the authority to calm the circumstance. No matter what is happening, we have the ability to nip it before it gets out of hand. But it's hard. It's super difficult to do that. Because the headspace wants to take over and the mind wants to take over. But that's the authority you speak of, that man who died on the cross. And I think this is why my favorite way to worship is listening to heavy metal Christian music. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of worship music that talks about how you know, I'm upset and I need God's strength and peace and understanding and, you know, I'm I'm nothing without God and all this stuff. And like, there are times to listen to that kind of stuff. There are times where we feel downtrodden, all we need, all we have is God and, you know, being upset and being sad, like that's normal. But my, but that's not my favorite music to worship to. You know, my favorite music to worship to is Christian heavy metal because one of my favorite bands is For Today. And they have lyrics that literally say, like, 
we are going to crush Satan's head. Yeah. Like we have God's strength in us. God has given us that power to cast out Satan and cast out demons. And we shouldn't run and flee from Satan. We should stand up and say, we have the authority of God. And so much of For Today's lyrics is rooted in that. They have lyrics that say, you know, God, I need you. I don't know how to, I don't know how to handle this situation. And like, I ultimately need you. But the overlying thoughts are, I have that power. I have that power to stand up in front of Satan, not based on my own power, but based on God's power. And that's what I love to keep having in my mental headspace and listening to over and over and surrounding myself with is I have that power. God has given me the strength. You know, we are going to take the keys back. You know, we have a throne and it's not Satan's throne. Yeah. Some biblical promises to stand on here. John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Uh, Luke 10, 19, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. John 14, 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Romans 12, 19, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Romans 12, 21, and this is Elaine's favorite Bible verse, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's where we are at. That is our life. That is our foundation. That is what we stand on, because whenever we are focused on Christ... When we are focused on his word, when we are focused on him and allow good to overcome us, the attacks of evil have no place. And so there's a few things that we need to address here. Number one, it's not easy. It's not easy whenever you feel like you're under attack because it's personal. Uh, sometimes the attack is against us, our minds, our physical bodies, our relationships, whatever the case, it's hard. Our natural instinct is vengeance. I, as a husband, want to defend my wife, uh, and I want to do it in the most um, fleshly way possible sometimes, but I have to step back and realize that God is bigger than the circumstance we are in, and he can do more than I can. And it does not benefit me to act a fool or to do something irrational uh, whenever God is bigger than my irrationality and he is bigger than the circumstance. Did you have something you want to say, Elaine? Um, my, this isn't necessarily my favorite for today's song, but one of the songs that gets me more pumped than anything is Devastator by For Today. I'm just going to read you some of these lyrics and the power and strength of God that I was just talking about. It says, Hell, fear me. I'm the one that will bring you down. And when you fall, feel me. You will see my face on the battleground. Let my name be feared at the gates of hell as I exalt the Savior, the one that died to buy my victory and gave me a new name. 
In the name of the Holy One of God, I will cast you down at the foot of the cross he hung from. I will stand behind my Savior as he burns your kingdom down. And I will see you on your knees before the King of Kings. You will lose your throne to the chosen ones. The chosen ones will rise. Tear it to the ground. This is the army we've been waiting for. We will storm the gates of hell. And we will stand behind the one that conquered death. And we will stand when nothing is left. Tear it to the ground. Justice. God bring justice. We will come against the bondage of hell. And we will take back what's taken from us. This is our right as heirs to dominion. God bring justice. This war will end. I'm the one that will bring you down. And when you fall, feel me, you will see my face on the battleground. And I just think there is so, there's such a great strength and power in declaring that over yourself yeah and that you are in control another one of my favorite scriptures is something that my former youth pastor mark who was on the podcast in our earlier episodes um had always taught us and it was um john 10 10 and it says the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but i have given you life so that you can live it to the fullest something that we have to be aware of is that satan will try to steal and kill and destroy you he will try to steal kill and destroy your joy but he can only steal and kill and destroy your joy if you allow him to that's why it is so important that we have to walk in the strength of god in the power of god in the peace of god yeah and i mean even says the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts, you know? And I think that's my second point is the fact that there is a huge difference in happiness and joy. Life is an emotional roller coaster. You have mountaintop highs and, you know, death valley lows. And sometimes you have the nice middle ground plain areas. Like it's all over the place. Every terrain possible you're going to cross in life. And sometimes all in one day. Yeah, I mean, it can be a crazy mess. But there's a big difference in happiness and joy. You know, Paul says, count it all joy when you face trial and tribulation. Is Paul stupid? No, the dude was stoned. Uh, He had like a concave head from being beat with rocks. Uh, He'd been beaten with rods. He'd been stoned uh, or beaten with... uh, 40 lashes minus one, so 39 lashes, like five times. He was basically just like a big, walking, short, uh, bald scar. It's what this man was. His name was changed from Saul, which means like exalted king or the exalted one, to Paul, which means little. Like the dude uh, was humbled upon humbled upon humbled. Do you think he was so dumb as to realize, like, I, I, it's fun to be beaten. It's fun to go through bad things. This is super fun. We call it enjoyable here, like, in our English language. When we do something, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. No, <laughs> there's anybody. a big difference in having fun, being happy, and joy. Joy is an attitude of the heart. Joy is not this, um, uh, going bowling is not bringing you joy. Okay, it can have you can have fun, you can enjoy it, as we say, you can uh, you can be happy. But joy is that conversation with those friends and that community that you experience while doing that activity. Joy is that thing that in the midst of the storm, 
you know you have the authority to tell it to calm. Even if it's just in your soul, even if you're going through something around you and you feel like you don't have control, you have to realize that that control is not necessarily yours to have, but you have a Savior who is ultimately in control of all of those things. And you can count it all joy that the storm that's raging in you has to be still at the name of Jesus. And that you can rise above that and you can have an attitude of joy and spread love even when you're being blasted with hate and malice and anger and bitterness. The joy of your heart overrides all of those negative emotions and puts out the fiery darts of the enemy before they can ever even hit us. This reminds me of the three men in the Bible who walked through fire and came out and didn't even smell like smoke. Yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And that's the peace that I have is no matter how hard we are hit with spiritual warfare, no matter how against us Satan is, we, you and I both, you and I independently, have the freedom and Christ and the strength and the power to walk through the hardest of trials and come out unscathed, come out stronger. Yeah, tempered. You know, iron sharpens iron or, uh, you know, life can has a way of tempering us just as whenever you were to put, you know, iron into the fire and pull it out, it actually gets harder. And that's the beauty of being a Christian is when you get put through those trials and the fires of life, you come out hardened and battle ready in a new way you know the word of god is living and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart the word of god when you go through those fires the word literally sharpens you you become tempered and stronger and that's just like it's it's hard in the process it's not fun going through the fire but we have the joy of christ to walk out unscathed, and that's the beauty of it. And I think, um, just to be clear, like becoming hardened isn't that our hearts are becoming hardened. I right. think it's quite the opposite. You have, I think that you end up having a softer heart and a better understanding of other people. But it's the strength and the power of God that is hardened right. and strengthened. Well, and being soft, being vulnerable, being. Uh, is often viewed as weakness in our society, and in reality, it's not. It takes a supernatural strength to have a gentle spirit in the midst of turmoil. It takes a supernatural strength to be able to walk out of the fires and instead of being bitter, uh, getting better and realizing that and and having a heart even more for the people around you and that is just the meekness and like i said that peace of christ that comes over us that our our shields are strong we come out stronger against the attacks of the enemy but inside the camp outside the shields the vulnerable side that we're allowed to open up to other people it's this inviting warmth that lets them know that they can press deeper into Christ too, and that they have that strength and that peace. And all that to say, it's hard being a Christian. You know, we talk about how Christian, the word Christian gets a bad rap nowadays. 
a lot of times Christian is the tag people wear uh, around as a social status symbol. For their or, own agenda. Yeah, and people claim they're Christians one minute and then completely live for other things the next. People, These people that are claiming they're Christians are the ones standing on the streets and yelling and cussing and degrading those around them. The ones on the streets yelling at the Muslims that they don't deserve the freedoms that we have, yelling at those who they consider foreign because of the white Jesus we worship uh, so frequently in you know, modern society. And looking back, it's not our place to judge. It is not our place to cast stones. It is our place to love. It is our place to love and to show meekness and honor. And sometimes you have to draw lines. And we're going to do an episode about boundaries at some point, And that's a serious topic. But even in your boundaries, even in having to step away, even in having to go a different direction, it is still done and operated in love. And if it's not, then that's just opening the door for Satan to do more wrong. Everything we do is to be done in love the same way Christ first loved us. And I think it kind of, spiritual warfare kind of comes down to this in the natural side of is picking whose throne you stand for. Yeah. You can't let Satan work through you. You can't do Satan's dirty work. You can't allow him to use you as a pawn in his game. Yeah. You need to stand on the throne of Jesus and understand the truth and the real strength that he has. Yeah. And that Satan has no power over you. We have a choice to make. Every day, every moment, we have a choice to make. And I think what we all need to ask ourselves is right now, where, where I am at, am I choosing grace or am I choosing malice? Am I choosing life or am I choosing death? And that's not an easy thing to choose. Because to choose life, a lot of times it feels like death is trying to knock on your door. And something, a quote that I had actually read um, in a book I've been reading called Girl, Wash Your Face, which is an amazing book. Um, We're so, not affiliated with that book. Nope. No kickbacks for you <laughs> buying that book, by the way. No, but a quote, um, each chapter in this book is titled The Lie and then whatever the chapter is about. So the lie is like, I'm not good enough or the lie is I'm not going to be a good mom or what just all these lies that we tell ourselves or allow Satan to tell ourselves whatever and you know she speaks truth into it and explains why this is a lie why this is not of God and and so after reading um this book this morning I kind of skipped around to a chapter that I thought was more relevant with what me and Cody are going through and it was chapter 15 called The Lie. I will never get past this. And the chapter was about her getting over her trauma and the tragedy of her um, finding her older brother that, that had committed suicide as a young kid. And she was talking about how you will get through this and you have the power of God and you can't let things... It's okay to be upset and have emotions, but ultimately you have the choice to either stand up or stand down. The quote that had stuck out to me earlier was, you were forged in a fire worse than this. You've stood with death. 
and you are currently you are certainly strong enough to help bring life into the situation and you know satan is death he is wrongdoing and he is deceit he is malice and if you can stand up to him you can bring life to any situation yeah and so it leaves us all with a choice of looking at ourselves and realizing are we going to stand up and fight or are we going to lay down and watch those around us get attacked and watch those around us try to get shot down or are we going to stand together and fight and that's it goes back to community it goes back to relationships and it goes back to ultimately the badge we wear as a christian and no matter how much that name has been drugged through the mud it's a badge of honor and we have the authority and the freedom to clean it up and to live according to what that actually means and to stand on the ground of love and march forward with the confidence we have knowing that no attack from the enemy can overpower us and that storm is still in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us know what you think. Let us know. Is maybe is there a, a storm you're going through? You don't have to go into details, but I'd love to hear what it is that has helped you in a storm, in a season where you're being beat down, you're in spiritual warfare, and what has helped you uh, put on your armor and march forward. Let us know in the comments on the show. Hit us up on the Facebook community group. Let's have a chat about it because we want to hear your story and we want to be there for you and we want to, uh, to get to know you. So come find us and let us know what you think. As always, you can find us on all the different social media platforms listed below. Just go hunt us down. And another flashback reminder to go and click that follow, subscribe button, whatever, wherever it's at and whatever it's called on your current platform. Go and click that and find us uh, on the Reckless community. And let's have a conversation. And you're not alone. And as always, be brave, be bold, and be reckless. We'll, we'll talk, talk soon. soon.